You got to start somewhere. That's true. Yep. So, uh, that's a hundred percent true. So yeah, man. Um, so what's been going on? How you been? I, we kind of chit chatted last night and talk, you know, talk about what you want or, you know, we can talk about anything, anything yeah. you want. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> where to begin? You know, I had one car that failed. Uh, you know, I, I'm guessing kind of from the cold, but apparently on our Volkswagen, it uh, was a newsflash that came across to the people that we came to who said that uh, they've been hearing from other dealers that and other uh, mechanics uh, that this has been a, an, an issue. And I still don't know what exactly it is. Something related to the, you know, to the fuel system. Maybe the fuel injector, injection system, maybe it's a fuel pump or, or it's something right. related to that. Um, it, as you feel, people will realize, I'm not really a car kind of a guy. Like, I like cars. I like driving cars. You will not necessarily see me be a car mechanic. I happen to have a lot of friends that are, as Sam kind of is, gearheads about cars. I know enough um, to be dangerous. And by that, I mean, I'm one of those, I can take it apart. Don't know necessarily if I'll put it back together, but I'll probably end up with a handful of parts that I thought, I, like, where did these go? I swear they weren't there when I took it apart. <laughs> and see, at least with the computer, I know that I can take it apart and put it back together again and it'll work. Oh yeah. So, yep. Speaking of which, yeah. So, so I, I yeah. used to be good at building computers. I'm not anymore. So if that's something that you're good at, uh, we'll have to maybe uh, collaborate on that because the computer that we're using right now, I don't think has a lot of, I don't think it was built for uh, a lot of what I'm using it for. Like there's, um, how do we, what do we call it? What do we used to call it back in the day? I don't, I think I have a, um, I need a, I need a better processor. Like I'm not processing things very fast and uh, a lot of stuff okay. open right now. So I might be limited on my random access memory. Yeah. Maybe. It also happens to be in my, however, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, however, one of the things that has, um, and this has always been true, actually. One of the main limiting factors of the performance of a computer has been the hard drive. Uh, the ability to access that data that is on that hard drive, uh, you know, quickly and to ship it to the parts of the computer that, you know, ship that data to the parts of the computer that's going to be using that information. So, like, uh, which is what makes the latest solid state drives so amazing. Oh, yeah. It's probably one of the number one ways to increase the performance of almost any computer, sure. laptop or sure. computer. Sure. Um, and they use less energy too. So they also help improve you know, your uh, laptop's uh, you know, power performance. You know, energy performance right because there's well. no motor spinning the hard drive. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, well, and uh, so as far as my uh, understanding goes, and this is directly related to my profession and uh, the uh, ever like the ever fluctuating um, cost of smartphones. Now, most smartphones include a lot more storage space, which is measured in gigabytes. So most standard phones now, including Apple, which is surprising to me, are, are bringing out a lineup of phones that are standard 128 gigabytes. So we know that solid state memory has become uber cheap. I mean, it's super, it's just cheap. Well, cheaper than it used to be. And, and from my experience in uh, photography, uh, one of the things that I have learned is, is that um, that memory is um, there's there's memory that's cheap, and this is the way it is for everything. There's memory that's cheap memory, and then there's good memory that's not necessarily going to be cheap. It, it it can be, you know, uh, <laughs> nicely priced, but not necessarily. Well, I'm just saying, like, so I remember when I was in college. And uh, that was um, a long, long time ago. But uh, when I was in college, uh, since I was going to college for computer programming, um, one of the things that they recommended uh, that we do, because we were still at that point, um, so uh, 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 a floppy disk. Anyone know who flo- what a floppy disk is? Anyway, <laughs> so floppy disk, 1.44 megabyte floppy disk was kind of the 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 standard yet and if you were lucky enough to have um one of those there was another one that was a bigger disc and you had to have a special drive for it some computers were built with that drive and i forgot what it kind of a drive it was but zip drive um, was that what it was called it had the 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 disc yeah it was quicker yeah maybe it was zip drive there there is the I mean, okay, if you want the full rundown, there's the five and a quarter, which had 1.2 uh, meg- megabytes. There was the uh, that's the five and a quarter inch floppy, and that was literally right. floppy. You could bend and everything. It was just, it was not good. Right. This is ancient well, stuff. Well, I'm just saying, um, like, I mean, the, the, uh, there's the, oh, sorry. The, the smaller one that was harder, and that was, a, a, you know, Freedom. I had, you know, 1.4 uh, yeah. megabytes or one one and a half megabytes, and then there was the um, and then after that, and we ever everybody that suffered through floppy disks thought that these were amazing. Uh, uh, that's that what it drives. is. That's what it was. It's a zip drive. Zip, I, I, I thought so. Drives, yeah, the zip drives. Yeah, they could hold like uh, yeah, a hundred megabytes. And that was a ton. That was amazing. And I think they came a little bit later, but. It was, I think, I don't, I don't know for sure who the company was that created it. Uh, iOmega, that was it. That was the name of the company. They were so terrible in the marketing of that thing because it, it should have just taken over. But they made it so expensive that... Uh, you know, people essentially started looking at, uh, you know, USB, you know, access and going, well, wait a minute, we could just make something that can access uh, the computer via USB. And then, you know, the, once, you know, these 
thumb drives started right. becoming available. That was it. That was the end of uh, the, right. the zip drive. And the zip drives could have been able to have been upgraded to, you know, to be like 500 megabytes. And, you know, it could have really beat yeah, the pants I mean, off of the. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, because solid state memory is much more reliable. Um, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean the, the floppy disks. And I do believe even. I just even, mean drive and very right, much prematurely right, right. Uh, it definitely but those were the all, way that it did. like those were all pretty much the same they were motor driven magnetic magnetic storage devices and as we all know magnetic storage isn't as definitely as reliable as solid state but i guess my point was that right. when i bought my first thumb drive um back in Holy crap, I've got to think a lot. Well, let's see. I graduated in 98, so I spent a couple of years down in Whitewater and then came back. So, yeah, in about in about the year 2000, a, uh, a 64 megabyte, not gigabyte, megabyte thumb drive was like... Four. In the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, take it away. But, yeah, that was like 40 bucks, dude, for... 64 megabytes with an M. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm looking at getting a 128 uh, gigabyte, uh, you know, uh, SD card for uh, one of my cameras, um, you know, for just during this uh, trip that we're, I'm going to be going on for at the end of the month. We're going north. So you're going to be taking some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, me and my brother and a cousin of mine, we're going to be going up to to the Duluth. Going to uh, take some pictures of the frozen harbor up there and the um, lighthouse that they got up there. And then, if we're lucky, maybe some of these ice caves will open up by the Apostle Islands, and we'll hit that. But more than likely, those won't be open. Um, it has the the Lake Superior has to be like nearly ninety nine percent frozen. Uh, the surface needs to be the, the surface freeze needs to be you know practically ninety nine percent in order for uh, the National Park Service to open up the Apostle Islands uh, ice caves. I imagine it must be pretty close to that at this point. Um, no. Not that... even, not, not even that it's not even over 50% frozen for well, Lake Superior. After as cold as it's been, I mean, and that's, of course, much farther north of us. I think, what, five, six hours, five hours? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Lake Superior has had, a, a to you know, so that everybody knows, Lake Superior has a very violent um, uh, you know uh, water surface uh, to it. Uh, the, the winds get to be so great and Lake Superior has had more um, I believe that they've had more uh, shipwrecks uh, on that Great Lake than the, on any of the other well not than any of the great of the other Great Lakes but um, 
at least any one of the Great Lakes, um, they've had um, more shipwrecks there just because of how violent. So it how is. does? And these aren't like old ships either. This is like you know, this is this is stuff that was happening in the twentieth century too. I mean, this isn't you know not all the oh, shipwrecks yeah, yeah. there. I mean, ancient. honestly, so I guess I guess my thought was. So if it's so difficult for Lake Superior to achieve this uh, level of frozenness, then how do they ever open those caves? I mean, it it happens. Uh, The last time that uh, they were open was, um, I think, 2015. I mean, I was kind of figuring, like, I wonder if it's one of those things where they... uh, where they call like uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like Mister Freeze from Batman, or wh- whoever that was, you know, <laughs> he was Freeze, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and and but in that year it was so cold that uh, they Lake Superior essentially had its own icebergs. Uh, even in July, uh, there were icebergs that were, you know, floating around the you know ah, that great. And lake this is why there. I don't live in Superior because it is. <laughs> It is cold. I mean, lacrosse <laughs> is already cold in this area. Um, yeah, I know. During this last deep freeze, it got to what, like yeah, negative I twenty mean, or something. You know, it hasn't been as cold. Right. That's I mean, this the year, it didn't get as cold as it's been. Like I remember years growing up uh, in a farm on a on a farm um, out in Vernon County. And uh, it would get to the point, like, I mean, when, when it was 50 below windshield, like 30 below without the windshield, and we'd have to go and check on the animals to make sure they weren't, you know, frozen. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been colder. This year hasn't been too bad. I'm not saying it's been pleasant. I don't necessarily like getting up and uh, running out to the car to start it. Um you know, so I and mean, I'm not one like some people will run out and start their car when it's like 20 degrees out, but I'm sure they're from California or something like that, <laughs> or Texas. Uh, or it's Texas. So cold. So uh, I checked with a friend of mine who lives down in Texas, and uh, she says that um, it is pretty bad, but uh, she and her family are in an area um, that got hit pretty bad. Um, and she said that a, a lot of it has been, um, like, upplayed by the media. Oh, not to say, not to say that oh, I'm sure. are bad. They are bad. Um, but, she's, yeah, but she said that, like, oh, yeah. um, from, from her perspective, um, so, like, there was damage to the apartment building that she lives in, water damage due to bursting pipes. But uh, it was only, like, you know, 10 or 15% of... Uh, of the building and they got it taken like fixed right away so i mean um you know and i have heard that there were people that that did die so i mean obviously that's that's awful yeah i mean that that's always awful i mean it, it uh you know but in you know with the the companies that you know you and i work for in our day jobs you know, communications companies, we hear of this kind of stuff um, practically every year. Um, and that is, and especially in my role, now that I'm also uh, doing things where I, I talk to 
technicians of various kinds uh, throughout the country. Um, there are parts of this country that I would probably say uh, maybe every other year. Um, sometimes it's like every three years and other times it's like back to back um, where there are, uh, you know, uh, electric, you know, where the electric grid has like the same kind of, um, you know, damage to it where, you know, there's that much people that are out of power. Of course, there's actual physical damage from like wind and everything that to go along with it. You know, a freeze is different because it doesn't look so, it doesn't necessarily always look so damaging right away. It just looks frozen. You're just like, going, huh, I wonder why it's not working. Um, you know, <laughs> or, you know, it, it's, um, but when you see the uh, trees down from a hurricane or something like that, you know, right. you, you go, oh, okay, well, you know, you, you can understand why there's all of a right, sudden no right. power anywhere. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the freeze is just a, it, it's a level of difference that, you know, you don't necessarily expect, um, but still quite damaging. And the, and the only thing is, is that I think a lot of people don't realize how much, like when it's frozen, like a freezing rain kind of a thing can be so much more damaging uh, than just straight out cold. I mean, you know, it's negative 20, you know, up here and down there it's like 20 degrees and you're just like going, it's a 40 degree difference. You guys should be in shorts. Um, it, but I mean, when you can't even, you know, walk to your neighbor's house because everything is frozen, um, that that's a whole new level of dis disability to you know debilitating well, well, right. to a society I mean, uh, um, while being covered in ice is debilitating yeah no matter yeah. yeah no matter what i've yeah that's happened every winter that i've been i mean of course up here you know people got ice skates so you know <laughs> <clears throat> right <clears throat> i uh, <clears throat> i know that it's probably uh a uh, perverse form of pleasure that I watch these videos where people are sliding down their driveways. I love the one where the guy's trying to climb down his stairs and he slips and his slippers fly off and they go fairly far. I mean, it looks, yeah, it, oh, it, no. he kind of slips and falls and it's like, like the slippers just go flying. Like they're like airborne eight feet in the air and he's just whoop, down the driveway, hits the dumpster, like the little like plastic dumpster. He's okay, of course. But, I mean, that's like, I don't know, I guess that's slapstick comedy. I find it hilarious, you know. Um, <laughs> a few years ago, uh, we had, like, freezing rain up here in La Crosse, and uh, there was a guy who was uh, a, an AM radio personality, Bob Schmidt, and uh, his family, um, they got on their ice skates, their, their hockey skates, and they were, you know, skating up and down the street. And that video went viral. Um, you know, so that was kind of, you I know. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was actually a pretty big uh, video thing. It, it was on, like, um, uh, Good Morning America or something. Uh, 
Wow. They aired it on. That's as famous as you get. <clears throat> uh, pretty much. And he was already a local uh, ra- yeah. you know, radio yeah. guy. I don't so. listen to a lot of AM radio, but I mean, that doesn't mean it's not important. <clears throat> <clears throat> you all right yeah, there, buddy? Need a mute button? Yeah, oh, definitely sorry. heard I that. I muted myself on my radio broadcast. I thought it muted the whole thing. Okay, great. I'll, I'll have to edit that out of the... Uh... So everyone else heard that. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, well, I've Possibly. been kind of working at it for a while. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I uh, didn't realize. Because, yeah, I muted my... Uh, I muted my myself on this uh um anyways i you know that's why i was like okay in my mind i'm we're gonna we're gonna knock this sucker loose if it worked we're gonna we're gonna knock this sucker loose but but unfortunately i didn't realize that yeah there was the uh, other feed pickup and tony's like oh what the heck was that he do we do we need an exorcism (laughs) over there (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that guys i'll have to try to uh find that one and edit it out but uh you'll uh need to find a you'll need to get a seltzer or something so that you know you can use that to maybe clear your throat without you know it's such a rare thing and i'm like you know okay body like i can go through my entire day with not with nary a tickle and then suddenly I'm on the air and doing a podcast for 20 minutes and it's like, all right, time for phlegm. It's phlegm time. All right. <sighs> and sabotage. I, I claim sabotage. My body is sabotaging me. And, uh, and I, and I, I'm, I, I think that the thing that I'm going to have to do is get a, uh, like come up with a way to uh, like have a universal mute. Oh yeah, that's called an actual external microphone. Because right now, again, I'm I'm just literally, I'm I'm yelling directly into my laptop, and it's picking up my voice. Hello, hello, laptop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Trishla said, two guys trying to figure it yeah, out." Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I my. my yeah, I'm trying to overcome the humiliation that because I I honestly had no idea that you were that I was live. My mic was live for that uh, unfortunate noise that I produced. Yeah, I was almost worried there for a moment. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm okay. It's just yeah, it's one of those things where you know, I'm all day long, no no issue. But as soon as I get home, and and you know, is, is it because I'm talking so much? Is that what it is? No, uh, no you, you talk <laughs> a lot anyways. That is that is true. Tony <laughs> remembers. Yeah, it's been a while, but I was a bit of a talker. A little hard to forget. I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how many people... <sighs> you know, I actually uh, got in touch with another friend of mine. I don't know if you ever knew... Uh, he was a guy who uh, actually was in my training class. Um, his name is Gary, and uh, so I don't think 
Yeah, Gary, Gary. He was a tall guy. He actually was a radio DJ at on. Uh, well, he was. I mean, he was a trained radio engineer, and uh, he worked. He worked at the place where we worked, and um, and as in customer service. And then eventually, as as does happen to most people, he decided he didn't like that. Um, and uh, he he went over and yeah. worked at the uh, local radio station, uh, the country station. Um, uh, 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 the the one right downtown, like kind of like by where you and I worked. But any, anyways, anyways, okay. I just ran into him. But again, he's a radio engineer, and he kind of got a hold of me because he's like, "Oh, you're doing a radio station? That's really interesting. How are you doing this?" And I'm like, "I don't even know. I flipped a switch and pushed a couple of buttons, and boom, here we are." He's like, "That's not how it works." But I can help you. I'm like, that's awesome. A nice guy. <laughs> now, now he lives in uh, the Twin Cities, so, um, so it's not going to be quite as easy as just, you know, throw throwing aside our masks and or not not throwing aside, but throwing on the masks and and getting together and producing a radio program. But uh, I'll take any pointers. But, um, anyways, I digress. So he was another. Yeah, there's, there's. So, oh, you're yeah. saying. Oh no, go ahead. Was that phone picking up something? I think I heard someone out in the hallway. No, oh, no, okay. no, that was just All me. Right. Was it your turn to clear? Uh, no, I was. I, I thought uh, you were trying to think of something else to say, and I was like, going, oh, uh, oh I, yeah, go, I got things. Yeah. Go for Tony. <laughs> Now I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, this uh, Volkswagen Passat that uh, my wife and I have got. You know, we were kind of uh, proud of ourselves for you know uh, shopping around and getting that one. Uh, you know, kind of on our own. Uh, we, we did get like a little bit of financial help with that, but you know, we thought we'd bought a good car and it was going to be nice and reliable and everything. Uh, you know, and also in the back of my head, I'm like going, you know, the Germans, they know what cold is. They, they've got cold weather. They got mountains and all that sort of stuff. It, you know, it should be fine. And it's been such a lemon. So we've, um, we, we've, we've got money together for, uh, another car to be replacing the Saturn that we've got. And um, uh, we're essentially giving it to uh, her uh, father-in-law to purchase a car for us. You know, he's going to be the shopper and everything. And he's had a great range of success in buying a reliable car. Um, You know, so it's like for whatever reason, he, he seems to be able to sniff out if a car is going to be a lemon or that's not. That's a fairly, yeah, I don't know. It must be a handy skill. skill. And uh, so he's, uh, he found this uh, Chevy Trax um, that he's looking at uh, having us purchase. And um, apparently it, it makes a lot of people, you know, remember the, uh, you know, feel like the um, 
uh, Honda CRVs, which was one of Nicole's first cars, and she absolutely loved oh, heck yeah. loved that vehicle. Um, it, you know, she had like a, uh, I think it was like a '99 CRV or something, um, and and that thing just, uh, yeah, it, she. It kind of ran it into the ground, so to speak. Um, uh, but it really did, you know, last forever. I think there was almost 300,000 miles on it in between 250 and 300. Um, and uh, it was just a, it was a great vehicle. And she's, she was, she had some great, uh, you know, she's a short person. So for her to be able to sit up high a little bit and to get a good view of the road and everything is a big deal. And so a lot of people think of, you know, this uh, the Chevy Trax is kind of that light, so, if you will. I guess uh, I don't know if I'm the only one with this question on my mind, but have you guys ever considered looking at another CRV? <clears throat> I tried talking to her into looking that direction, but it is another. Two to three thousand dollars in a direction she is adamant of not oh, going. I can't believe that there aren't like different. It, it <clears throat> only only for the other criteria oh, that yeah. she wants, which is to be under a hundred thousand miles and you know to be less than ten years old. Um, I see. So in order to do that. And to fit the other, you know, the other financial criteria, um, it just, you know, it would require another, you know, two, sure. three thousand uh, dollars, kind of a vehicle. And uh, and and her stepdad lives in the the Milwaukee area, so he's like, uh, you know, apparently, it's easier to find a, you know, a good price, you know used vehicle uh when it's like person to person and not necessarily on a uh on a lot somewhere yeah i mean i guess uh as opposed to over here person to person still going to be you know a good pretty penny um you know because i i think you know around here people know that you know you you kind of like if you're not going to get it from this guy you know that's only five miles away. Then you're looking at going like you know, another eighty miles away to find something I'm trying to think of similar. How many vehicles have actually bought private party. Like I'm one of those people. Like I don't, I don't have that uh, ability, that capability that uh, you said that uh, her stepdad I think has. Yeah, the lemon, yeah, her, her the anti lemon finder. Um, so, uh, so right. I, I have a little bit less. <laughs> trust with private party purchases although um i mean I, I i guess that's the way i prefer to sell my vehicles just because you know you, you get better value out of them because dealerships of course are looking to uh you know kind of undercut you by several thousand dollars so they can make a profit which is their business i mean i'm not saying it's not right right Right. I mean, you know, that's, and that's the other thing is, is that, you know, with the, the nice thing with the dealers is that, 
you sell your car to, to them and you know, you, you've, that's it. You're done. It's gone. They take care of, you know, all the other things that need to be taken care of, you know, in Wisconsin dealers have to do a lot in order to make sure that uh, a car is uh, you know, reasonably put together and isn't going to like fall to pieces the moment it, they, it's resold or, course, or something like that. I mean, unless of course um, it's a, uh, a Volkswagen Passat. No, see, that's the problem. My wife oh, and I bought it in Minnesota. Don't buy vehicles in Minnesota. Right. Don't buy used vehicles in Minnesota. Uh, if, if you live on the Wisconsin-Minnesota border, it'd be better for you to go ahead and buy that vehicle in Wisconsin, even if you it's going to be a little bit more expensive because they have so many more controls. And and uh, we live right next to somebody who's uh, who works at a dealership, and she said... Uh, that the dealer that they work for, uh, that she works for, uh, they have um, a, a space in, uh, you know, that that guy's company has a dealership in Minnesota, like up in oh, the, yeah. the Twin Cities or something like that. And, and if they ever transfer a car from the Minnesota lot to Wisconsin, it's got to go through a whole, it's got to go through the whole recertification all over oh, again. Um yeah, or, it's it's that good. bad. Yeah, that's um, yeah, bad for them. Good for us. So that's I'm just that's great. That's great. right. I, I, I didn't realize that, but uh, luckily the last car I bought yeah was not from Minnesota. I got it from uh, Brennigan in on Alaska. But and I just off topic. I heard they got sold. I heard that uh, Bob Bird or uh, whoever the uh, that dealership on the north side bought out Brennigan. Yeah, a bunch of dealerships are, are on the move in the in the lacrosse area. Um, I, I also yeah. the the Volkswagen dealer uh, was um, kind of like uh, you know, um, it was kind of downtown. It wasn't really. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of yeah, that's what to I'm talking where about. the that's Menards Bird, is in lacrosse. Isn't that the Bob Bird dealership? That's the one over, yeah, by Menards. Like on uh, whatever that road is between Menards that goes from Menards over to uh, by Taco John's. There's a dealership there. That's the uh, that's the Volkswagen dealership. They're the ones that bought out Brennigan. Oh, I didn't know that they bought out Brennigan. Uh, I thought I they were building a whole new place. Uh, up, someone's up, apparently made a lot of money. Interstate. Oh, dang it! I was gonna say someone apparently made a lot of money selling crappy Passats, but you said that it was from Minnesota. So. <laughs> yeah, it was from a used dealer in Minnesota. Oh gosh, the used dealer plight. Oh, forty. I bought a couple of lemons. From- yeah, it was. It- Sorry, God. I- yeah. Not as sorry, not as sorry as oh, we yeah. were. No, I mean, so yeah. So I think my uh, second car I ever owned was a. Uh, oh, that wasn't from a. That was a private party purchase, but it was a. Uh, 
uh, Chevy Beretta. Remember the Beretta? It was like the sportier, yeah, yeah, the sportier two door version of the uh, Corsica. It was like a crappy probe. No, <laughs> no, it, no. So, so Chevy did a little bit of a different. They took a they took a, a stab at some different stuff back in like the late the late eighties, early nineties, and so. Um, they replaced the the mid-sized Lumina with this. Uh, the, so the Lumina, and, and then uh, so the Lumina was the same body style as the Monte Carlo, but then they were like, no, we're going to do something different in the 80s. And so they made this smaller car called a Corsica. And then they also decided that they needed a sport version of the Corsica because, of course, the Monte Carlo was the sport version of the Lumina. And so they made this uh, Chevy Beretta, which looked like a Lumina, but it was a two-door, sportier version. It had the 3.1 liter V6. And uh, anyways, I bought a 1989 um, Chevy Beretta from a guy for 900 bucks. And that should have been my first, that should have been my first clue right there that it was 900 bucks. But, uh, and actually, I should give my dad props because he was the one who bought it because I was like 19. So props to you, dad, if you're listening. You bought, you bought the crappy Corsica. I'm sorry, the uh, Beretta. But that thing never ran. It never ran. It was one thing after another. But it's interesting that you mentioned Probe because that was the car that replaced that, uh, that uh, Beretta. I, I, it finally died at a used dealership on the north side that no longer exists. But, uh, I mean, like, I, I, I was able to get the car to, like, putter into this, you know, this car dealership called Auto 5000, and the guy comes running out, and he goes, you need a new car? <laughs> 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 said, I said, no, look, where do oh I find God. a horse and carriage? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Yeah, right. but he sold me a he sold me a '92 Ford Probe, which was a great car. I love that car. Great car. I think I. Uh, Nope, lost my train of thought. Yeah, it was there, and now it's gone. Sorry, it's the mid. I'm in my mid, my my early to mid forties, and my trains of thought happened. Like I was talking to a client at work today, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this uh, is a great phone." I and they're like, "Yes." I'm like, "No clue. It's gone. Sorry." <laughs> complete. Re- com- Complete oh, reboot. Terrible. Oh, I hate those like, uh, moments. I mean, oh my god! You know, and speaking of cars and reboots, it's probably the one thing that kind of makes me go, "Um, I really love the idea of having like a Tesla, uh, a Tesla car." However, 
what happens when their computer reboots? <laughs> when their computer goes through a crash? I don't know. <laughs> and you gotta, you gotta go. It's right, what, gonna happen. I, even our phone crash and reboot. Right. You know? uh, so <laughs> I am not a Tesla person by any means, but from uh, you know. I think most of us every so often get caught up in Google world where you're like, I'm bored. Let's Google something and blah, blah, blah. And I I found myself like Googling Tesla. And from what I understand from that, Oh, I'm going to admit it that like three hours that I was somehow just entrenched in reading about their product. Um, uh, I guess so there's re- there's redundancy and there has to be in a, in a situation where you know I mean and, and you know it's a motor vehicle electric motor vehicle I mean but I mean there's live yeah I, I mean I would yeah, hope so I, lives I know depend on, on, on it working properly I I know uh, Ford you know and they had their cars get you know in practically in bed with microsoft oh god um no. uh, for a while they uh a cousin of mine had had one of their cars and um uh he was driving it and it started going through a reboot but it didn't affect his driving at all which you know was good and nice because he had like that uh uh that auto uh, cruise where you know um, it would keep a certain distance in between you and the next car in front. Yeah. You know, so even if you say you had the maximum speed at like seventy-five, if somebody in front of you was going just seventy, it would slow down uh, to to match their speed or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, so. Gasoline powered vehicles also, of course, have some of the technology. Um, not, not mine. Um, kind of annoyed by that. I spent quite a bit of money on a new car last year, and uh, it's 2019, and I was thinking it was going to have all these cool uh, accessories, and it does have this thing which just annoys the crap out of me. Which where I back out of the garage. And it goes beep, 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 beep. And it says that there's like stuff on either side of me. And I'm like, I know that. Like, okay. It has been good though. It ha- there have been some, you know, like it doesn't have that automatic braking system. Like, where if like you're fiddling with your phone, which I don't do, and let, uh, I don't do that, but it doesn't stop automatically for me. But it will alert me when there's people on either side of me. So I don't change lanes, you know, inappropriately. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of nice, and I like that. But uh, it doesn't have any of the other, you know, like there's cars out there. Like I was looking at buying a um, Toyota 4Runner. I love that car. Beautiful car. Those cars have all that stuff where it'll actually like stop for you. It'll you know make decisions. It'll turn the windshield wipers on for you when it detects a certain level of precipitation on the windshield. And here's the big one. 
I would sell my car and buy a Forerunner just for the automatic bright, dim headlight feature. Who doesn't oh. get annoyed turning your brights on and off? Huh? Yeah. And or... I think it's, got a, it's got a cup holder, too, I think. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad it has a cup holder. <laughs> it's got the cup holder. It's got the cup holder that you can press a button and it's heated, and you can press another button and it's cooled. Oh. Yeah. Now that Fancy, is a man. Neat. We're talking. Yeah, that is neat. We're talking lap of luxury, my friend. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, although they they have uh, like other like cups that you can use the uh, that. Like an actual like coffee mug that you can use to, you know that you know you can plug in to uh, have it, you know, uh, it's got a heating element in it. That sounds dangerous. Well, it only hooks up to a USB, so it's not like it's, uh, you know, yeah, that dangerous. <laughs> well, that Five sounds, volts. Well, that sounds ineffective. Like, how warm's your coffee? Five, it's five volts warm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Got five volts of heat going out in there. No, I hear. I actually didn't know that, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's innovation. So, uh, well, anyways, Tony, I'm actually, uh, I have a, um, gonna get, get going here. Alrighty. But uh, it's really good to talk to you again after so long, and uh, I hope we can do this again soon. And uh, good luck. Um, privately, let me know how you, you know, or publicly, how that, uh, how it goes getting that new car. I'm really excited for you, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, I'll be happy yeah. to get a new car. Well, yeah, getting a new car is always awesome. I love that. Yep. All right. Thanks, Sam. So, uh, all right, man. Yeah. All good right. luck. And, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Yep. Good night, everybody. Yep. Have a good night.